I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of the Wall Street Journal. If role models is any barometer, the weekend weather's going to be hot and humid. This is a quintessential summer comedy dropped into early November. It's furiously raunchy, occasionally bright, and eventually benumbing. Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott are buddies forced to become mentors in a crackpot version of a Big Brother program run by a not-so-former crack addict. The program's director is played by Jane Lynch, who is so terrific as Steve Carell's libidinous boss and the 40-year-old virgin. Like everyone else in this cast, though, she's been directed to sell an attitude, the gleeful cynicism of a hustler who can't be hustled. And like everyone else, she ends up wearing out her welcome by overselling her wares. But then the target audience isn't shopping for understatement. What it gets at the outset is glib, flip, and quick. Danny, played by Rudd, and Wheeler, played by Scott, work as sales reps for a supercharged energy drink called Minotaur. When they OD on their own product and wreck the company truck, their next stop is court-ordered participation in a smarmy institution of lower relearning called Sturdy Wings. Wheeler has assigned a mentor a robotically foul-mouthed fifth grader named Ronnie. Danny pairs off with Augie, a 16-year-old refugee from reality who's obsessed with his role in a flesh-and-blood fantasy variant of Dungeons & Dragons. But something bizarre starts to happen around the halfway mark, maybe because no one knew how to develop the original premise. The film is almost completely taken over by the fantasy game, a wildly overproduced outdoor free-for-all that borrows its look from the rock band Kiss. Some of it is funny in a dumb way, but as the game wore on, I found myself wondering why I was watching a screwy kid doing battle with a gay king and his medieval chain-mailed knights. But then I'm not the target audience. Madagascar Escape to Africa continues the saga of the animals who escaped from the Central Park Zoo and landed in the island nation of Madagascar. This time they try to return to New York aboard a rickety airplane piloted by penguins but crash land in Africa. At first, they mistake their ancestral cradle for San Diego or possibly New Jersey, but there's no mistaking the new film for Pixar. We are once again deep in DreamWorks territory, where story and characters serve mainly as pretexts for clever riffs on pop cultural themes and for a visual style that often goes beyond prettiness into real radiance. It's like Roots, says Marty the Zebra, as the African adventure unfolds. Well, the roots are shallow, but the sequel is good-natured, high-spirited, and perfectly enjoyable if you take it for what it is, more a product of accretion than inspiration. Grown-ups with a memory for movies will tick off the sources and references, The Flight of the Phoenix, in which an aircraft was built from salvaged pieces— that's an apt metaphor for the film as a whole, gladiator or professional wrestling as the model for a rite of passage endured by Alex, the uncertain lion hero voiced by Ben Stiller. Little kids will be stirred by Alex's reunion with his parents, by his desperate efforts to gain their approval, by the love of Melman the giraffe for Gloria the hippo, and by Sasha Baron Cohen's virtuoso performance as once again the voice of Julian the lemur. Julian's colloquy with the gods of a volcano is only the product of his perfervid imagination, but it isn't accreted, it's inspired. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the Wall Street Journal's film critic. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.